Receiving face-to-face psychological care while going through or post-breast cancer treatment is not for everybody. However, it's still important to look after your mental health during this time. If you are not comfortable or are not able to see a psychologist, there are online options available to help maintain your mental health. We sat down with clinical psychologist and Cancer Council SA Senior Research Fellow Dr Lisa Beatty and discussed why online tools are important for breast cancer patients. The big reason is um, is that we do know that the prevalence rates for distress are really high. Um, we know that approximately 30 to 40% of women after they're diagnosed with breast cancer will have what we call clinically significant distress, where it's impacting on their ability to either enjoy their lives um, or stopping them from getting out and doing things, um, impacting on their functioning. We also know that of those, when offered, only less than 30% of distressed people with cancer actually take up the offer of help in face-to-face interventions, like going and seeing a psychologist. So there's a big gap between, firstly, the available services that are there, like even in many places there's no psychologists available or mental health workers um, but even when there are some there that very few people actually choose to take it up so there is that gap the need is there um, so that's why we went to developing online tools to try and provide some evidence-based resources that will kind of fill that gap and, and cover what would be covered in a face-to-face session with a psychologist but done through an online format. So can you just go into a bit about how it works so obviously you can't um recreate a face-to-face interaction so how would you help a patient you know undergoing a bit of uh, psychological distress through their treatment online yep so um basically what we do is we started out with a print-based workbook um, and then we ended up transferring that into an online content so this was done very much in consultation with women with breast cancer initially we went and met with uh, a lot of women um, did a series of focus groups to work out what are the most commonly experienced issues that come up for them Um, and then we ended up creating a series of topics or modules that they tend to be called um, around those commonly experienced issues so some of them might be about communicating with their medical team or navigating the process of diagnosis and what will come up for them and what treatments they might want to choose Um, some of them might be on the common physical symptoms that they might be experiencing the um, emotional distress body image changes Um, so all of those big ones and also navigating issues with family and friends is a big one too and then transitioning into survivorship so they're kind of the big themes that came up from these series of focus groups so then you create um, these these modules and it's got a mixture of information um, and psychoeducation we call it but on top of that and the most important part is we also provide strategies and activities that actually target those symptoms and give them some ideas about what they can do to turn things around a little bit for themselves and help to reduce the severity of those symptoms. Um, Given the average age of breast cancer in Australia is 61, Mm -hmm. is there, um, I guess, online tools designed for women of all ages or have they been broken up into older, younger women, that kind of thing? So there's actually very few um, tools full stop that have been developed so far. So I think in light of that, we really have kind of developed things that are going to cross all the ages and then we might provide additional information within the modules. Um, for example, fertility issues we, we do cover, but it's we just very much put it up front that this might not affect or be relevant to everybody, but we still want to put that information there. So, so far I think it's pretty much everyone's been developing universal programs to cover the whole age range but very much with recognition that there are some unique challenges that might affect the very young and also the more um, elderly women that we come across. 
Um, you touched on this a bit before about, you know, sort of living in a regional or rural area, it's hard to get access. Mm. Is that the main reason somebody would um, seek an online tool over a face-to-face sort of intervention? Interestingly, no. Um, it's, I mean, geography definitely is a huge barrier um, and that some services simply don't have face-to-face programs. But we definitely know that there's still, unfortunately, a big stigma um, around mental health. Um, We also know that screening is not routinely done yet, um, even though there's increasing recognition of the importance of it. Um, But screening for anxiety, distress, depression isn't routinely done. So... Um, And even when it is that there are many people out there that just don't feel comfortable going and seeing someone face to face and and actually have a preference for trying to be able to sort through things on their own. I guess the big question is what online tools are available for people undergoing treatment or have just received a diagnosis? So there's very few. Um, I was fortunate enough to be the co-creator of of one of them that um, is now available to the Australian and global cancer community. It's called findingmyway.org.au. Um, It was developed and rigorously tested through an NHMRC-funded study. Um, And it is a six-week program covering those same topics that I discussed. So that's probably the the biggest one that's available out there. There are some other programs that are now being um, evaluated. They're not necessarily as easy to find. Um, And this is a big issue in the area that sometimes these programs are developed for clinical trials, but then once the trial is done, they're not getting made available to the public afterwards. So that is what Finding My Way has done differently. We actually have been able to make it available, um, which is great. But there are a couple of other ones out there. There's one called icanadapt.org.au as well, um, which specifically targets depression and anxiety. Um, for people who've got those diagnosed disorders. So if you are, you know, you, you go to your GP to get a referral to a psychologist, is that the same for uh, finding my way or can anybody with a, a diagnosis just log on and start the program? Yeah, anyone with a diagnosis can just log on and start the program. Um, it's a very simple registration process. You just have to create an account and you'll get directed to the initial welcome video um, with yours truly um, guiding you through about how to use the program. So, And because it is actually targeting not just um, a, a psychological disorder, but it is t- targeting some of the most commonly experienced issues, there's going to be something in there for everybody. You don't have to have depression or anxiety diagnosed by a GP or someone else in order to benefit from the program. Have you found people who've uh, um, undertaken the program have gone on to feel a bit more comfortable talking about their mental health and maybe have seen a professional face-to-face afterwards? That has actually been some of the qualitative feedback. We didn't necessarily document that rigorously afterwards, but we do know that um, some of the feedback we were getting was that it was like that useful first step that broke down that barrier and they were indeed more comfortable to go and seek it when it was needed. But for a lot of people, they also found that they got enough that they needed out of the program itself um, that they didn't need. You know, it actually was the thing that stopped them from needing to go on to to additional um, face-to-face support. That was clinical psychologist Dr Lisa Beattie. If you'd like to learn more about breast cancer trials or you'd like to support our life-saving research, follow us on social media or visit our website at breastcancertrials.org.au.